everybody. Welcome into an Action Sports Jacks Pylon podcast. Uh, Brent Martineau, Dan Hicken, a day after the AFC Championship loss. Uh, no Super Bowl bound for the Jaguars. This podcast brought to you by the Jacksonville Icemen, by the way. And, well, Dan? Oh, the balloon popped. I feel like week. singing right now, Brent. A sad thing, song. Sad. sad song. The My Heart is Broken. There's nothing to be spoken. You can awoken me in August. It's <laughs> <laughs> a song. I was like, that might have been closer to a haiku. That was a haiku. In <laughs> a song. Oh. Uh, we will see oh. everybody in August. Uh, oh, hell. Yeah. Oh, this, heck. Uh, all right, listen, let's, oh, get, darn. let's get into it. First of all, I think that was, a, that was draining, wasn't it? It was draining. Here's the thing. I think if you put the number, you go over and look at the, the the box score. If you put the numbers in front of Marone right now in that coaching staff, they would have said, "Great, this is great. Yeah. Oh, this is good. Time of possession." I looked this morning. You know how many explosive plays they had? Hearns twenty-seven, Grant twenty-four, Didi twenty-nine. Six different guys. Lee eighteen. Uh, you can go down the list. So they got chunk plays, um, they uh, time of possession. Bortles didn't turn it over. No picks. No, he did not turn it over. He played a brilliant first half. I mean, it, so I think if they looked at the numbers, uh, they'd say, "Okay, we'll take this." What's the Tom, score? Two, three hundred yards. Yeah. What's the final score? Oh, you lost. What? Yeah. That's kind of how I feel, and I go back, Brent. <clears throat> There's a lot of nitpicking. You're going to do it yep. and hear about it. And the, the fans, I love y'all. You're wrong on a lot of this. But I'm going to tell you three things that if we could take back, we could take. We would take back. All right, let's see. Three the same things. Three for me. And I'm going to say these are right, so hopefully you'll agree. <laughs> I did them on TV last night, so did maybe you? you just watched. Okay. No, I didn't. <laughs> I got home. I missed the show. Oh, did you? What time was the show on? Uh, well, we were on. Uh, were you live? We, they were both on about the same time, Fox and CBS. A different, uh, but about, but, but we neither regular news time or regular news time. News time for Fox. Okay. And CBS. No, you no, know, same time. I said so. Yeah, about midnight. It was okay. There. Yeah. Uh, the 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 delay of game. Yes. Got to take the delay of game back. That was terrible on the Jaguars' part. Oh yeah. Egregious. That was Blake's biggest mistake of the night. Quite what honestly. Did I tell you, what did I tell you? My um, hunch was before the game. Your hunch was I can't remember. I remember you told you got Manning, the one right against Pittsburgh. I said Manning against Seattle. Right? Oh yeah, 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 yeah. Well, if they don't have that delay a game, maybe that may have turned into a blowout for the Jags. Oof. They would have. They could have gone up twenty-one. They were just crushing. I know. Them. They were manhandling them. That's one. Number two will haunt me forever. I told you that last night. Third and eighteen. Yep, that's number two. That will haunt me forever. And number and three. By the way, number two, why that is so bad right. to me right. is you're built on defense. Yeah. Your defense carries you. Right. Well, great defenses don't give up third and 18. I don't care who's playing. I don't care if That's you That's the longest one of the year. I mean, you just don't. You they don't. didn't give that up all year. You don't. And they win the game if they don't do that. It was 20 to 10 at the time in the fourth quarter. Yeah. And they would have had good field position. You know what else? That Flip changed the, field. the whole field yeah. position yeah. stuff around. Which was a too. battle. And the third thing was the Miles Jack play. I don't know what your third thing is. Yeah, that, that wasn't mine because I didn't want to go to the officiating. Okay, well, I am only because, and I'm not sour grapes. It didn't call. I said if there's three things I could take back, I would. 
Miles Jack, and I came I came back here to the station. I was so wound up. I had to look at a lot of the plays yeah. from the TV and see what they were saying and showing. And I think Miles Jack, you know, did not get touched. They both went down because my initial thought was, well, they're both down. He's down by contact. That's what the ref saw too. Okay, I think. I think. However, the ball was not possessed by either of them until Miles Jack rolled over, and the other guy rolled over but didn't touch him. Miles Jack got up, presence of mind, took off running. Uh, he probably would have scored. Yeah, because Tom Brady was the only guy to get him. Twenty-seven to ten, and that's ball game. Yes, we're going to the Super Bowl. Now, I'm not trying to be honestly. It's not sour grapes, and I'm not blaming the refs at all. I just that play has to be reviewed because it's happened to the Jags three or four times this year. At least three. And I read something on Pro Football Talk that they're not taught to let the play finish. And Doug Marone thinks they are, by the way. I thought that was the case. Football Talk said they call the league, and the league said they call them as they see them. They're not taught to, and I think that's a huge mistake. If the ball's on the ground, let the play play out, and then we can fix it if we have to. If you blow the whistle, we can't fix it, and that's unfortunate. So, to me, those. Th- what was your third thing? Uh, my, let me piggyback on that. I will say once uh, – see, the fans are killing the play call, and we'll get into that a little bit about being aggressive. That was the one time they should have been aggressive, and I kind of forget the sequence. They went three and out at They went three sequence. and out. Yeah. But if you're going – that's where they could have taken control of the game on offense. Um, my third one was the fact that they – Nortman had a good game. But they're pinned back and they can't get out of there. And they had one it, bad punt. And you get one bad punt yeah. and it re- one bad cover. And now you've got 30 yards to the greatest quarterback of all time that's for a easy. game-winning driver. Are you kidding me? 30 that, yards. That's easy. We all knew what was happening at yeah. that time. And like we want to kill the defense sometimes for not doing enough. But what are they supposed to do on 30? How many times this year when you when you saw the defense not do well was it because of the short fields? Right. And that was another. Plus they were beat up at that time. Miles Jack starts going out. Darius starts going out. Calais Campbell was going out. Ngakwe. Ngakwe had already got hurt all all game. I I really think, in my opinion, so, yeah, that was my third play, Dan. I thought it was just a critical play. I'm okay with that. Uh, You know, I think the refs, I'm not a big refs guy. Listen, you look at ten penalties compared to one. I get it. The fans love doing that. And I'm okay with it. I I think there was some bad breaks. Was it six? six I think it was six for 98. Oh, I'm sorry, six. Yeah, yes. I say ten. Yeah, six, but six big ones. So big ones. Four chunky, of them were chunky huge. plays. Yeah, and again, the delay of game was on the Jags. But uh, I really, uh, after this thing whole this thing settled down, my takeaway was the Jags just took it to the Patriots. Like they took it to. They showed they were a better team, probably up and down mm-hmm. for most of that game. But in the last five, six, seven, eight minutes. The Patriots came after Bortles. He got uncomfortable because of the pressure. Blitzed him. And because Cam Robinson hurt his shoulder with a few minutes to go. And all of a sudden, Harrison, who's like 45 years old, started to get by. Uh, I'm almost wondering if Josh Wells would have been better off in the game at that time. Maybe. Because the shoulder had to be hurting Cam Robinson. Right. And then on the other side, they could get no push. I mean, look at the final touchdown. There's just no push. Uh, by this front four. And uh, although they did at times, I think it's a little bit misleading to say they didn't get a push because they had them dancing a bit. Especially in the first half. Seven QB hits, three sacks. Yeah. I mean, they got to them at times, but in that, again, that final 10 minutes. Remember, they didn't score in the third quarter, Dan. Patriots did. Right, three nothing Jags. So the final 10 minutes that changed. I don't know what they did. I don't know if they did schematically. I don't know if they brought extra tight end in. 
chipped a little bit, but he had a lot more time than he had most of the day. Well, Marone said, it's the, as he mentioned last week, it's the toughest place to play in his mind, and he mentioned the coach, obviously, and the coordinators, and he's got he has a way that he thinks that you can beat them, and I thought they came really doggone close to executing that. I just uh, – you had said 24, and, yeah. boy, they needed that one more score somehow, some way. And they didn't get it with the special teams, and they didn't get it with the defense, and maybe that hurt them. I don't know. But the really disheartening thing is, in credit to the NFC champions, I think, I think it would have been an exciting – chance to win the Super Bowl. I yeah. think they could have won the Super Bowl. Well, that was the other takeaway today. I'm thinking, I'm like, you know what? I, I think in the big picture, this football team was good enough to win the Super Bowl. I think people wondered if it was a fluke that they yeah, were I didn't here. think in 96 they were going to win the Super Bowl. I just wanted to get to the Super Bowl. 99, it would have been a clash with St. Louis, but St. Louis was, good. was really good. You, but the Jags were good. Yeah, but the Jags were good. But but so there wasn't that. They were 14-2 and two that year. Yeah, yeah. But this year, everybody was like, yeah, but it's just the Jags. Right. It's the Jags. It's like they beat the Bills in an ugly game. They got whatever against Roethlisberger and Ben. They, they lost to Tennessee twice. How'd this team lose to Tennessee twice? That right. was the big story up there. I, well, they proved yesterday yeah. that they can beat. They played with the big boys, Dan. And look at—they beat Flacco, they beat Wilson, they beat Big Ben twice, and yeah. they almost beat the greatest of all time. They—they they might not have had the hardest schedule like they will next year, right? But they certainly beat teams, and they showed that they belong on the big stage. And I was impressed by that because yeah. I thought the moment might be big for this team, and it never was. And that includes the quarterback, Blake Bortles, played one of the best halves he's ever played. And in that moment, in that spot, I thought he played a pretty good football game. I thought, he, I thought he was excellent. I think the fans forget too who the Jags were playing. I think that slips out of their mind when they're sitting here criticizing. And listen, gang, how are the Jags built? They're a team that is built on their defense and running the football. That was the plan. The plan worked all year. And now I don't understand what they want them to do in the fourth quarter, go five wide and open it up. I mean, we're on their, they're on their own nine-yard line a couple of times. And if you go back and look at the More sequences. Inside their 20, in the four fourth quarter. times. Yeah, how many? Four different times four. inside their 20 they started. Yeah, and, and, and in the fourth quarter, they did this on three different occasions. Run, pass, pass. Run, pass, pass. Run, pass, pass. I mean, that. what's not being aggressive there? Now, I told you yesterday, I thought personally maybe a couple first down throws yep. to stay ahead of the chains, even if they're only like five or six yards, because clearly New England had taken away Leonard. But I can't fault them because they kept thinking they were going to pop Fournette. Yeah. And they, they had done it and done it and done it all season long, by the way. Oh, shout out to Leonard, man. Emotional after the game. I love that. Uh, we do. As fans, you do love that. Yeah. You know, you juxtapose that with a another running back we had in a 41-3 loss to Chicago, who I love and is a great guy, but it was caught smiling, and that's yeah. okay. And, but to yeah. see what it meant to Len- – and, and, and by the way, that little running back loves the Jags and represents us well nationally. But to see uh, Leonard just crushed – um, and see what it means to those guys is, is a good thing. Yeah, because the, the, the crushing thing here for me – oh, by the way, one thing schematically. Here's the one thing I'll give you. Mm-hmm. Uh, where did Corey Grant go? It was a great pull, three touches. What did they say? They, he say thought, today? Well, they did, and he – they're under the belief that New England made an adjustment with their safeties to take that away. Marone said that's a run-pass option play. Okay. And they kind of ran it without Corey a couple times, but 
they took the run instead of the pass. I see. Okay. So they tried. That's to, the, there's always an because you're right. Yeah. If they think they're it not works. stupid. <laughs> I mean, well, we're all. <laughs> yeah. That's I what know. everybody thinks. I know. I mean, I know. I'm telling you, that first half was as until the delay a game was about as flawless as a coaching staff well, and the players on offense. They could didn't have, have a problem with delay games. He said. He said. Marone said they started it. He goes, look, it's it's our fault. They. they we might have just got a little too complacent. They started a little quicker than we thought, but you know they just went in the huddle. It came out of the huddle, and it. I went back and looked at that one too because I thought I never saw that flag. Yeah, we never saw. But it. me, me and Marcel looked at it last night. You heard the whistle right about when Mercedes was catching it, uh, and it clicked to zero. And then it was about a half beat, and the ball got snapped. So it was fair. Yeah, I think it was the right call. It was a fair call. It's uh, just so golly, Marseille's made such a great play on that ball, and you're right. I mean, we're we're staring at 17-3 and winding down the clock in the half, so they can't get it, and we get the ball to start the second that half. Dang bonus possession. They man. also were a little angry. The fans were a little angry with the 55 and the two tos. I don't have a problem. I don't either. And I, I said, normally I get you. Normally I get you, but it's Tom Brady. Think back to the Arizona game. You all went crazy when he threw one. Now. If he had come out and thrown three straight incompletes, okay, and New England had their timeouts, and we're punting the ball, and they're getting it at their 40 with 35 seconds left and their time and two timeouts, Brady's going to get a field goal, and then all of a sudden it's 14-13, and now we really are reeling. Yeah, and Guskowski can kick at 60, by the right, way. So, so he said it was important for them. that to, direction. Yeah, he said it was important for them to have the lead. And he wanted to have the lead, and they got no the ball problem. at the second half, and they went down the field and got a field goal. So whatever they did worked. So I didn't have as much of a problem. Normally, I'm let's play to win, play to win, let's go. I was okay with that. By one. the way, fans, that's an asinine comment. If you think you should go, I mean, it, the, in that spot, yeah, because you have the lead against the defending world champs. You've played a very good half. Yeah, you, you, things didn't go away. Your final two minutes, you get the ball coming out. Right. Don't do anything silly. And it's the same thing with all those possessions late, Dan. Everybody wants to be aggressive, and this isn't saying I'm scared of the quarterback. Right. Don't forget, you don't have a ton of weapons on offense on the outside Fair to begin too. with, and so. Why would you put yourself in a situation to give the game away? You have to wrestle with that. Where do you give the game away deep in your own end compared to be aggressive? And I, I have no problem with the way they handled some of that. And like you said, they passed more than people believed. Final 38 plays of the game, they passed 23 times. Yeah. People get wrapped up. It wasn't working. Right. They got beat on it in the right. last 10 minutes. Right. You don't like to admit that, but they got beat. And, you know, going back to Leonard, what I was going to say is, I like the Leonard stuff because what happens with these football guys, they're so programmed, they're so young, and especially this team is young. They're like, well, we'll be back. We'll be back. This is my biggest problem. This is why it's a gut punch. And and for me, I, I mean, I love that the players are great, and they've been great to us. The franchise is awesome. But to me, this whole run was about the city. And so you come this close to this opportunity, yeah. and I'm going to be as frank as I can with you. It is not a guarantee you'll get that close. You'll get seven minutes away. It's been 18 years for this franchise. I'll point you to the Pittsburgh Steelers. Haven't been to a Super Bowl in seven years with that kind of talent. So don't just tell me talent. Now, can you? This might be the start of something. But that was so close, so close, that it's hard to envision next year being that close, even if you have a good season. It makes what New England's done that much more amazing when you think about it. Where was where is Father Time? I have called him. Why didn't he show up? Where was he? I needed him to jump on Tom Brady's back 
and he just won't do it yet, and it's, it's starting to uh, annoy me. And you're right. Next year is a whole different animal, and that's what Marone said. Look, we got to make sure that we got to go back. A lot of people, oh, the culture's built, the foundation's built. Yeah, okay. Changes every year. Everything changes. We got to go back and start from the beginning, the beginning. And that's what he's going to do. And, you know, now look, can they expedite the process? Yes. Are they a good football team? Yes. But I got news for you, man. Schedule's tougher. Deshaun Watson's back. AFC South's got new coaches. Andrew Luck might be back. This ain't no... uh, uh, we we picked up four easy dubs with uh, the Colts and the Texans. They ain't going to be easy next year. I promise you that. So it's a uh, uh, you fight like hell to get to the tournament, man, and then see what happens. But is going through New England is so tough. By the way, that damn charade by the Patriots all week. I yeah. Mean, listen, I get the, the whole oh, the, Tom the Brady thumb? annoyed me with the thumb stuff yesterday after the game. Yeah, and and I know like now I guess the story is well I didn't want to make it a big deal because then he won. He made it a big thumb. deal. Well, you made the ding yeah. thing a big deal. Yeah, you guys made the big uh, Belichick after the game. Well, it wasn't open heart surgery, guys. <laughs> well, you you basically made it that way. Tom, if was... he cut his finger uh-huh. and yet could still throw a football, yeah. then just say hey, he, he cut, cut his, his finger. finger in practice. He's going to have to wrap it, but he's throwing the ball fine. Yeah. There was no impact, which many of us predicted anyway right. six of six on his first six but I love passes how people are getting on the media for playing this thing up yeah. he showed up at a pre- he canceled two press conferences right misses a practice right and shows up at a friday presser with two gloves on right who does that right and and they're the ones that played up the drama by the way brady and belichick and the patriots that thing drove me nuts why do you there was no advantage like there wasn't a mental game with the jaguars there. right i don't believe that i don't think it was all that stuff and, and, yes, he had a – what? A, how many stitches did they end up saying? Is it 12? 12. I think it was 12. But So he you had, say you, you cut your hand, in, but I think we can still throw it. Bam. Tommy had a little bit of a potty mouth yesterday, apparently, I've been told. On oh, really? The, uh, on the broadcast with the get the bleeping camera off the field, get the oh, ca- yeah, bleeping yeah, camera out of my face. Yeah. And, and keep, it, keep it in his face. Hey, Tommy, settle down. Pre-Madonna. There, Chief. You're the GOAT. Relax. Um, it is what it is. The Jags will pick 29th in the draft. Uh they got that slot. Uh, they've got some pro bowlers who will decide whether they want to go play in the game or not down in Orlando. I do know Malik Jackson's going, um, and I do know Clayus is not, and I think um, AJ is not, and Ramsey's up in the air. That's yeah. the last and I heard. And so you could still get Fournette and Telvin, guys like that, and then some Lesney. Yeah, you can get um, some of those alternates. guys. So we'll yeah. see. Good for them. I mean, it, it's, it's a quick turnaround. Hey, we're usually at Senior Bowl week right now. That's no. going on this week. Uh, we will be at the Super Bowl next week. Uh, we had plans to do that either way. And I, it'll be interesting this year, Dan, with them getting this close, kind of what the buzz is. And I, I don't want to watch the Super Bowl. Yeah, I don't either. Is that bad? But the fluke part of it is interesting. Now, I want to see what people say because going into last week's game, I think people thought this was fluky. Now I wonder. They gained a lot of respect, I think, nationwide. And mm-hmm. to be honest with you, that doesn't do much for me. Like, today's not a day where I'm like, oh, great run. This was cool. This was fun. I mean, it was. Right. I understand it. But. I'm a sore loser. The other, I wanted to see one more yeah, week of it. I know. I listen. It's. It was, <laughs> I think too for us. I think having kids who love the Jags and are excited about it, and you know, I think that makes it a little bit extra tough too. You know, your hometown team for our kids, and you know, they're all geeked up and wanting to go to the Super Bowl, and the heartbrokenness of that they feel is is tough. The other big story, of course, over the next few weeks will be Blake. Yeah. Uh, Blake said today he's going to go back to California in the offseason. 
throw with his guy and keep working at it and wants to be the quarterback of the Jags and handled himself well, tough kid, starts every game, shows up. Um, give him a lot of credit, man. He fought through it. I think, I think, and again, we haven't heard yet, and it was a hot topic, you know, it'll be a hot topic on radio and such and podcasts over the next few weeks. Do you bring black? Do you bring back Blake? Do you look into others? There's some who feel like, you know, let's go get somebody else. Um, I think he's earned another shot for me personally. Um, $19 million is a stiff price to pay, but that's the market. And, you know, Mike Lennon got $18 million, so <laughs> Yeah, the cap's going to go up, too. I yeah. mean, you're looking at a Final Four that just had Blake Bortles, Case Keenum, and Nick Foles. If you have defenses, yeah. you can get here and have a chance. And yeah. by the way, Blake Bortles played pretty well in this postseason to give them a chance. And I'll go back to early December where he played good football yeah. as well to get them into this position. I've told you since November. I've told you I'll die on the hill. Yeah. I actually think they should, and if they don't want to make the $19 million thing, do something with Blake where it's like two years, 25 mil or yeah. something. See if he'll bite on that. Yeah. He wants to be here. Right. He's not a... I mean, his agent will be give me the money, and they'll do what's best business-wise. Sure. But he's not like give me the high, you know. We're, what's he gonna do? I think he's still. Would somebody else pick him up? Given the other, I think he'd rather be here and part of this thing. And I wouldn't be surprised if they gave him some kind of extension, a small one. I'm not talking five years, 125 right. million. It'd be it'd be interesting to see if they'll do that or if they just let the 19 mil play it out because they can. We'll break it down more. But I say this: Blake Bortles got better this year. No we doubt. all can admit that. No doubt. And he surprised everybody. And by the and way, when you he talk. He gets better again this offseason, Dan. Right. Well, now he's in year five. And if you put some. What if Allen Robinson comes back and you add another weapon? You have Leonard Fournette. You get a little better on the offensive line. You get a tight end. Well, and then how good is he then? Yeah. You uh, go look up Big Ben's fifth year. He had like 18 touchdowns, 14 picks. Had a terrible year. And, um, you know, he's a Hall of Famer. I, You know, the this is. Blake Bortles may end up in the National Football League cycles that we live in, may end up being the poster child for giving a guy a little bit more time. Yeah. You know, because in this day and age, we didn't think that was possible. Just like Alex Smith. They chew you up and they spit you out in a year or two in this day and age. And now here's a kid who's in his fourth year, just finished his fourth season at his best year statistically, and I understand he threw 35 touchdowns in his second year, but we all know the yeah. reason behind that. And at his best year statistically, and and most importantly, won. Won football games. He won two playoff games. Um, he, he was a winner this year, and that's the best part of, of the 2017 season for the Jags. What a turnaround, and he also has this. He has something that he did not have in August, and he has it in January. He has the respect of that locker room. I would agree. These guys will fight for him. Yeah. They'll battle for him, and yeah. I think they like him. Yeah. And I think they – I think if you ask them, even in private, quiet, quiet poll here, um, without you know, uh, anonymous poll in mm-hmm. that locker room, I think they would say, "Don't bring somebody else in. Don't yeah. draft a guy. I right. want to go to battle with this guy yeah. for the ne- for in 2018." I think that means something. Yeah. I think that 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 carries a lot of weight. It'll be interesting to see what direction they go, and not just a quarterback, which I think most of us think that Blake will be back, and I expect an announcement fairly quickly on that. But other direct, where you know, I think they've spent a lot of money on defense. I think they're going to turn their attention to the offense. Obviously, we're going to say goodbye to some Jaguars who have been key members of this team for three or four years. That yeah. draft class of fourteen, 14 Aaron Colvin's. Bit group because Aaron will be gone and Marquise Lee will probably be gone and Hernsey will probably be gone 
And, you know, it's a businessman. And I, I, I told you this at the end of the game, walking down the field with uh, Mojo. It is, man. It goes from being a team, team, team. And when your season ends, boom, and it reaches zero, it's suddenly 53 different CEOs. That's and right. it, sh- it has to be that way. Yeah, it has but to be. They, and they all have to look out for themselves and what's best for them. Yeah, Colvin's going to make some money. I thought he played well again yesterday, too. All right, well, that's it uh, for now. We'll keep doing these. Still and depressed. It'll be, it'll be off-season podcast Don't feel any now. better. But um, thanks for tuning in the podcast. It's been a lot of fun. It is fun. It was a fun run. It was a great run. It was uh, football. It was cool. uh, they brought football's back. Brought the fun back for the for the NFL, and and so thank you for that. And uh, how cool was it to hear? Even in the remember we're walking down, <laughs> even when, when everybody's gone, you still hear an occasional Duval. You did cascade yesterday throughout Gillette Stadium. Yeah, that was, was kind cool. Of fun. <laughs> that was good. That, that has become now. A th- I know it was a thing. But now it's a big thing. Yeah. That and Duval Till We Die yeah. have now given this place a bit of an identity. And for the yeah. next six or seven months at least, until next year, yeah. you'll say Jacksonville will say, and people will say around the country, oh, the Jaguars, they almost beat Brady. They almost beat yeah. – that's what, that's what football does. That's what winning football I does. I hate almost. And um, almost stinks, but still – uh, they brought it back a little bit, which was pretty cool. All right, thanks for listening, everybody. We'll be back with you in the next couple of days. And remember, next week, uh, podcast from the Super Bowl in Minneapolis. For Dan Hick and I'm Brett Martin. Oh, that's the Action Sports Jacks Pile On Podcast, brought to you by Jacksonville Iceman.